Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 13. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, watching or keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And that stands to reason, because if anybody really sees an angel, they will be afraid. Scripture bears that out. Every time uh, one of the men of God saw an angel, they felt like dead men. Because it's such an intimidating presence. So they were afraid. But the angel told them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Say that with me, do not be afraid. afraid. That's important because throughout scripture, God reminds us not to be afraid because he's with us. Not to be afraid because he understands our situation. He understands our circumstance. Do not be afraid. So tell your neighbor, do not be afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, look at this, focus on this. I bring you good tidings of great joy. We sung that a little earlier on. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which is to all people. Will be to all people. Say with me, all people. people. So it's not just for a select group. It's not just for one nationality. It's for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So we're talking about a child, uh, one who is born, but he's also going to be the Messiah. Now going to be, he is, he's the Messiah, he's Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Hallelujah. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It's interesting to me that there, there are times where God just decides to open up the eyes of our spirit and we're able to see uh, things that were there, but they were hidden to our natural sight. Because they were looking at the angel, but then it says there, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. A multitude, a great multitude. The word multitude is not three or four. So there were probably thousands of angels singing, right? But they were there all along. It's just that they couldn't see it. But God just opened up their eyes at the moment, and then they were able to see just how much celebration there is in heaven because of this thing. The greatest news ever. So, Father, we thank you. I pray, Lord God, that during this season that we would focus on the real reason for this season and that we would also represent you, Lord God, represent the Lord Jesus Christ, represent your love in this season. I pray, Father, that you heal us, heal uh, our families, heal our relationships, heal anything that has gone awry, my Lord, in family, friends and co-workers. Uh, Lord, let your grace, let your love, let your goodness come forth, my God. Uh, we thank you, Father. We, we depend upon you. We trust you. But we thank you that you've made us representatives of the kingdom of God. So therefore, Lord God, we can represent your love wherever we go. And I pray that in this season, during this week, and even into the new, coming new year, that we would be able to represent your love and your grace and your tender mercies. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So several things I just wanted to share briefly about this because we've heard this story many, many times. The first thing is God told us not to be afraid. Do not be afraid. And how many people you run into that are afraid, stressed out? I have family that, you know, I talk to them, they're stressed out. Just this last couple of days, talking to family. There's a lot of pressures out there, financial pressures, family pressures. Pressures of the future, not knowing what's going on, listening to the news. Uh, you see how much pressure there is even at a national level. You know, what's going on? Everybody's talking about impeachment and a lot of other things. And so there's a lot of pressure out there, a lot of worry, a lot of concern on a national level. But God says, do not worry. Do not be afraid. I am with you. And we need to also understand that things came to pass. Say with me, it comes to pass. It comes to pass. That means it doesn't come to stay. You might have an issue now, but God's taking care of it. He's helping you. He's walking with you. He's working with you. It came to pass. You might not see it clearly, but remember these men, when they were looking at the angels, suddenly appeared a multitude of heavenly hosts. Well, I submit to you that there is angels being released on your behalf. So as we pray, we might not see the situation at the moment, but God is saying, do not fear. The original connotation when he would say that in the Old Testament was having already begun to fear, stop. 
Don't let it consume you. Don't let it overwhelm you. Don't give yourself into that. Amen. This is not a time or a season to give into fears, into worries. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. First thing the angel said, they were fearful. They didn't understand what was happening. They didn't understand the scenario. They were busy minding their business. And that's what happens many times. You're minding your business and God shows up. <clears throat> and the first thing he tells you is don't be afraid. I'm with you. I've always been there. Never left you, never forsaken you. Yes, I know you've been through a difficult time. But remember, in my scripture, I told you you would have trouble in this earth realm. I told you you'd have tribulation. I told you you, you have a bad enemy. I told you put on the armor of God. But you forgot, and you took the armor of God off. But God is reminding us in this season, put your armor back on. And part of your armor, believe it or not, is carrying the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. putting on the Lord Jesus. And when you put on the Lord Jesus, you're putting on the spirit of peace. Because he's the God of peace. You're putting on love. You're putting on joy. And that's a tall order because everything around us is commanding us to be worried. Everything around us is commanding us to get angry, to lose it, to get offended. Everything around us is pushing us, thrusting us into that. It's hard not to be upset today. Yes. True. Yes. It's hard not to be offended today. Because there's so much that's going on. So even more so, we need to listen to the voice of our God, who is saying, do not be afraid. Don't give in to that. Don't give in to the spirit of this age. Show the people an option. I mean, they're popping like corks out there. Ah, ah, ah. What's the matter? Ah, hand nails. <laughs> if there's nothing happening, then look for something to get angry. But there's a lot of pressure out there, a lot of pressure. We have to give them the option. We have to show them the option. Then the next thing he said was, I bring you good news, good tidings. The, the, the Passion Translation says it this way, and I really appreciate it. He says, I bring to you the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. So this news is for you. Nah, it's not for me. That's religion. No, people make religion. God's not into religion. Amen. We're the ones that, that take something that's so simple, yes. that's so wonderful, yes. that's so lovely, that's so precious, and we put laws around it and yes. precepts around it and rules and regulations around it. Amen. And we make it hard and we make it difficult so that it's impossible to enter it. That's man. That's not God. God made it easy. On the contrary, he went to the cross, died on the cross, Fix the situation for us. All we have to do is believe in him. Amen. Believe in what the, the finished work, what he already did. Yes. Yes. No, but I got to do this. No, you have to do this. No, you, you can't do this until you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Amen. He already did it. It's a finished work. I bring you the greatest news, the Lord says. He sent his angel. Special delivery. Not FedEx. Angel himself came. I bring you great news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone, everywhere. So point to your neighbor. Thought it's for you. It's for you today. God is with you. I bring you great news of great joy. 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 The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you don't have strength today, you need to embrace the joy of the Lord. If you don't have strength today, you need to be reminded that you can command joy to yes. come upon you. Yes. Well, Amen. it's hard to be happy when I got this and this and this situation around. No, it's not happy. You just have to make a decision yes. that you're going to accept it. You're going to receive it. It's very easy to make yourself happy. You just have to shift your mindset. It's not hard at all. The thing is, we think that if we're upset, that there's no option there. No, there is an option. Amen. There is an option. If you start laughing right now, within five minutes, you will not be angry anymore. You will not be offended. True. You're, you're, you, you, you can literally command that to come upon you. That's right. David would say it, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He'd tell himself, uh, hello, bless the Lord. Yeah, but I got a country. Uh, bless the Lord. Well, I got a fight that's breaking out. Uh, bless the Lord. Well, Channel 7 Eyewitness News is giving me bad information here, bad news. Bless the Lord. I just lost my job. Bless the Lord. 
The doctor gave me a bad report. Bless the Lord. My child ran away. Bless the Lord. Listen, sometimes you have to command it yourself. You have to bless the Lord in the good times and in the bad. And when you bless the Lord, you come into a, a supernatural realm where you start seeing the opportunities and you start seeing the options versus being in a situation where you think there is no hope. Hallelujah. Great joy. Great joy. And it's easy. You can shift into joy right away. Let me prove it to you right now. It's, it's one in the morning. You're getting your best sleep. You had a hard week. You're exhausted. And you get a knock on the door. So it wakes you up, obviously. You're not in the mood. You go to the door with your friend. Now you're doubly upset because your friend knows you're ours. So you open up the door. What? Three in the morning? Couldn't it wait? No, 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 no. I have news. I have news. So your friend comes in. You say, what, what is it? What is it? I, I got to get to work. Don't you understand? I'm exhausted. I've been working all week long. You're angry. You're upset. You're offended. Right? And then your friend, you don't understand. I just won the lotto, and I want to let you know I'm going to give you a million dollars. Yes. Come on down. So my question to you, can your emotion shift in a moment? It can. It, my sleep would leave me at the moment. I would turn around and go, mijito, ven conmigo, ven. Dame darte un cafecito. Un bustelito. Sit down. Let's talk about this. How much did you say? Did you say one million or two million? Come on. My anger would leave me at the moment. My upset would... See, it's just a matter of what's the revelation that you receive. Hallelujah. So we can't shift. What it is, we choose not to. We, we, we are so used to being offended and being angry and being worried and be upset that, that we, we don't even think that we have the right to live a life of joy, a life of peace. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. <coughs> Jesus didn't have any time for that. He was on purpose. He lived his life out and, and he, he served us all his life, prepared to go to the cross for you and for me. The greatest news in history. And so we need to shift in this day. Some of you are, are really, really, some of you, you need some help. I don't know how to say it without getting really, really, you know, using a lot of adverbs. We need help because we're so used to being miserable. And yet, you have the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the spirit of joy, the spirit of peace. He dwells within you. So we have to learn to shift into that and just allow the Spirit of God to, to uh, allow his love and his joy to flow through us. Amen. Some Christians, I'm talking about like they had, uh, a, a, not tangerines, uh, just, um, <coughs> what's that fruit, that big fruit? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Straight. How you doing? <laughs> what's good about today? <laughs> That's what they look like. It's so sad. We have to allow the spirit of joy in this season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to me, I read this. I say, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this great news. And it's for all people. And it's for all nations. And it's for you. It's for our children. It's for our grandchildren. It's for you. Say to your neighbors, for you. Some people believe the gospel is for others. It's for the world, it's for all of us. It's for he or she who will believe. Amen. The blessings of God are there for you and for me. Yes. They've already been released. Amen. The problem is, somewhere along the line, we were hoodwinked into thinking we don't have the right to God's promises. We were deceived into thinking we don't have the right. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave you the right. Amen. That's why it's called the gospel. The word gospel is good news. In the midst of all the troubles and the turmoils we see throughout the world, God's given us good news. So you don't have to struggle. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. 
God made you unique. And his blessing to you is special. It's graceful. It's good. Amen. The way he made you, your grace is unique. He doesn't make copies. It's for you. Say it to your neighbor one more time, because maybe they didn't get it. It's for you. Hallelujah. And then he said, then he said, this day, today. Hallelujah. Say that with me. This day. Today. See, the angel specified it was for today. Faith is. Today, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is. Christ died for us today. Now, now. Even though it was 2,000 years ago, the blessing is for you now. For your children, for your generation, and for future generations. God's always a now God. His grace is now. His love is now. The same message that the angel gave them is still resounding now. When will God bless me? Now. When will he take care of my situation? Now. Hallelujah. When is the angel with you? Now. When is his love with you? Now. When is his grace with you? Now. One of these days, one of these days. No, that's not in scripture. It's now. He walks with you now. He's with you now. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Hallelujah. And that's a powerful revelation because we're waiting for something that's going to happen. Whatever Christ did, he already did it. We just need to embrace the finished work that he's already done. Then it says, on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Now the Amplified says, men who please him, whom he favors. Not everybody receives this gift because not everybody chooses to receive the gift. Amen. So goodwill is being extended. Many men are rejecting the goodwill. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. But to all those that receive his goodwill, his peace, it's for them. Yes. And I love, it, I love this about the kingdom of God. There's no recession. There's no limits. It's not a piece of pie and everybody gets a piece of, oh, where's my piece? No, there's enough for everyone. There's enough love, enough grace, enough tender mercies, enough spirit of God, enough uh, prophetic, enough salvation, enough deliverance, enough angels, more than enough angels. There was a scenario in the Old Testament where the prophet was sitting in his living room and the king was after the prophet because the, the prophet kept on exposing the battle plans of the enemy. Right? And so the king is there sitting down, and suddenly um, the king, uh, the, the prophet's assistant, goes to the window and sees a lot of soldiers encamping around about the house. They were ready to seize the prophet. And so he goes to the prophet, My father, my father, he's called father, my father, there are warriors out there that are about ready to arrest you. He says, Father, open up his eyes that he could see. Open up his eyes that he could see that there are more with us than those that are with the enemy. And at the moment, his eyes were opened that he saw a multitude of angels on horses, chariots of fire. So when were the angels created? When his eyes were opened or were they there all the time? This is our issue. We don't see what God is seeing. We only see our limited circumstance and situation. But we need to shift that. We need to understand that there are more with us than those that are in the world. Praise God. So peace and goodwill towards men, it's, it's there for us. We just need to learn how to extend beyond our natural uh, circumstances or circumstantial issues around us that make it seem like there's not enough. Not enough of the pie. Ephesians 1, verse 15 says this. Therefore, and, and Paul prayed about this. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here, here's the point I'm going to go get to. That the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, yes. that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Yes. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now, my question is why did Paul pray that God would give his people with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him? Why did he pray that God would open up their eyes? It's because they didn't see it. It's because they didn't understand the true grace that was already upon them. Amen. And the fact that the power that, were, that was released upon them, mm -hmm. the power that was giving them the grace, that love, that mercy, was the same power that resurrected Jesus yes. from yes. the dead. Yes. So that same explosive dunamis power is with us today. And he prayed, God, expose them, show them, let them see the breadth, the depth, the, the depth, the length, and the <laughs> of the love of God. In other words, the whole scope of the love of God. So that they would see it. And so they won't have to worry. They won't have to be afraid. They won't have to fear. They won't have to think that they're alone. You're not alone. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. You're never alone. He's with you. Yeah, but sometimes I, I, I don't feel him. Sometimes I don't feel him. You know that's one of the most dangerous words a Christian can utter? Sometimes I don't feel him. What, what does that even mean? I, I, I don't, my, my hairs are not standing like I wasn't at Sunday in that service. That's bad. Because I felt the same thing in the fourth game of the World Series when the Yankees took, took the whole thing. I felt the same thing. I said, Holy Ghost, are you in the game? Yes, Lord. <laughs> Think about it. Feelings can be very deceptive. Feelings will deceive you. Christians cannot live by feelings. I am tired. I am tired of watching God's people go through unnecessary junk because they think that their feelings are based on their reality with Jesus, on their relationship with Jesus. No. Do you think Jesus felt good when he was in the garden? Do you think Jesus felt good when he was on the cross? dangerous thing to be an emotional Christian. Now don't get me wrong, emotions can be powerful, they can be wonderful, but they can also be very dangerous. How many men and women are in prison today because of an emotion? How many people are dead today because of an emotion, a momentary emotion? We need to learn how to harness our emotion. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Why, why am I saying that? Because joy is an emotion. Yes. Emotion can be, be um, your friend. Yes. After all, when is it that the bully stops picking on you? When the emotion rises up in you and you punch him in the face. Not that you're recommending that. I'm not recommending, of course. I don't endorse these things. But what I'm saying is that sometimes emotion corrects a situation. And I'm just using this as an example. Maybe it's not the best one. I certainly like it. No, no I, I just said that because it's true. Many bullies, they'll keep on pushing until you push back, right? But what gets you to that point when, you ha when, you, when you've had it? That same emotion when you've had an issue, a habit, that you want to break, and you can't break, you can't break, you can't break, until you've had enough. When the doctor tells you, you got to stop smoking. I haven't been able to stop smoking in 30 years. Well, you're going to die in six months. Watch that person stop smoking right away. I know, I, I saw my mother go through that. She smoked since she was 12 years old. And at age, I think, 55. I can't stop. I've tried everything. The doctor tells you you have one year to live. She stopped. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. 
She just suddenly stopped. It was a revelation, right? But it was emotion. Well, this time it was, she got afraid. It scared her straight. Scared straight. Emotion can be your friend. But we have to understand that God gave us emotions not to hurt us, but to be like him. We, part, we, we share in that. But if we don't control it, then what will happen is it'll control us. It'll control our prayer life. Well, I don't feel like praying. It doesn't make a difference whether I feel like praying or not. I have to pray. I have to pray for my children. I have to pray for my wife. I have to pray for my church. I have to pray for my city. I have to pray for my nation, the nation I live in. I have to. It's my duty to do so whether I feel it or not. Because if I don't pray, the Bible tells me I looked for a man who was standing in the gap, make intercession, make a hedge, right? So I would not have to destroy that nation. But I found none. When God spoke to Abraham, Abraham said, are you going to destroy the nation if there's 50 righteous? He says, nope, I won't destroy it. What if there's 40? Nope, I won't destroy it. Abraham was interceding on behalf of the nation. Hallelujah. Daniel interceded when it was time, when the time had arrived for there to the 70th year. Abraham, I mean, not Abraham, Daniel started praying, praying in that new season and repented on behalf of the entire land. And the shift happened. Praise God. We have to pray, whether I feel it or not. Well, I'm upset. You know, I'm, I'm just offended. Uh, well, this is what I do. Because I've learned to do it. So, Father, I praise you. Forgive me for this attitude. Spirit of God, help me. And see, I know now that when I ask for forgiveness, he forgives me. So I'm not going to wallow it anymore. The enemy wants me to stay in the mess. So I ask God for forgiveness because I'm offended. And I go, okay, next. God forgave me, so why do I have to stay in that place? And then I conduct business. Then the enemy comes to me and says, well, you've been offended the whole week. How dare you? You don't have the right to pray. Oh, uh, yeah, I actually do. And number one, when God forgives, he forgets. So you're not going to remind me because I don't remember either. Next. We have to be very, very, how can I say, bold in our faith, bold in, in our relationship with God. Number two, he's my heavenly father. He's not a stranger. When I go, Dad, Daddy, forgive me. Sure, my son. Sure, my son. Uh, well, I'm going to pray now. I'm going to represent the land, as you told me. Now I'm going to put on my garment of a priest. Open my garment of an ambassador. Sure, my son, go for it. And I, I can talk and pray. The enemy can't get into that. But if I allow the emotion to remain, then what will happen is I won't pray. I won't intercede. And if I don't pray or intercede, nothing happens. Another thing that happens, when you're in a wrong spirit or in a wrong mindset, if you don't have that joy thing happening, that peace thing happening within you, you won't move forward in the will of God. You will hold it back. That's, see, the enemy don't need you to be lost out there in the world. You can stay in church. You can go to services. Just don't do anything. Just be flat. Be one of these Christians that don't know. I'm a secret service Christian. Nobody knows I'm a Christian. Bless God. <laughs> Nobody knows you're a Christian. That's, that's a good verse. Let your light so shine. We're supposed to be shining. They're supposed to know we're Christians wherever we go. Yeah, but it's hard to be Christian nowadays. They're going to criticize you. Yes, they're going to criticize you. Yes. And you have to be bold. Jesus was bold. And frankly, people are being bold for the craziest stuff now. Craziest things. That's right. I'm this. I'm this. Everybody's coming out. They're something. They're, you know? And they're trying to stuff us back in the closet. They just came out of the closet. They're trying to stuff us in the closet. Now, listen, I understand we live in the United States and pretty much you can live whichever, whichever way you want to. I understand that. But they're taking it to the next level now. Now they're saying, not only do we want to live whatever way we want to, we want you guys to shut up. And we don't want you to preach. And we don't want you to tell us about Jesus. And watch out because we'll take your jobs away. We'll go in front of your churches. Yeah. And it's going to increase in the coming days. That's why you have to be bold. And you might lose a job over it, but guess what? God will give you a better job. Amen. Praise God. 
Praise God. No, no, brother. We, we have to be bold in this day. Be joyful in this day. We need to pray that prayer. Father, open up my understanding that I might see your love, that I might see your grace, that I might see what you have done uh, for me and for my family. Because we need to declare that. I'll take it a step further. When the angels spoke, they were declaring the will of God on earth. We have to stop declaring our petty junk on earth and begin to declare the will of God on earth. Amen. And in order to do that, we have to become word-based Christians. Amen. By that I mean we need to start speaking the word of our situation. Because the word is truth. Even in Revelation, what does, what does the scripture call Jesus? The word of God. The word is powerful. So these angels didn't come and say, wow, I've had to travel trillions of miles and I'm tired. And frankly, I don't know what I'm doing here talking to you guys. I could be doing such great things and I'm here talking to you guys. No, they declared the word of God, the will of God to that specific situation. And God's calling us to speak God's word over our job, God's word over our family, God's word over our communities. But we're so busy complaining that we don't share God's word. When we speak, instead of speaking life, we're speaking death, or we're speaking anger, or we're speaking offense. Now, what was I going to say? But I'm going to say it. For you Christians, Instead of speaking God's word and speaking life and breathing life to a situation, instead to get involved like the world, criticizing, criticizing, condemning, or, you know, speaking offense, that is a grave sin. It's a sin before God. It does not please God. God gave us power in our mouth. We have the power of life and death in our lips. James chapter 2. Who's read it in the last 10 years? The tongue, the tongue is a dangerous thing if not used properly, if not used correctly. We have to be very careful. We should all read the, read the book of James. It's instructional to the church. James chapter 1, James chapter 2, James chapter 3. It speaks about our faith. It speaks about how sin enters the heart, how easily it can if we're not careful. It says the tongue is an unruly member. To this day, I am convinced that I saw a murder when I was a child. Mm. And it was because this man couldn't shut his mouth up. Mm. I was in that transitional age. I think it was about 14. And you know, that, that's the age where you're, you're almost a, a man. And you're just coming out of childhood. You want to show everybody you're a man? So I, I have peach fuzz here. So I used to put mascara on it. Because I want to look older. Because I had a family member take me to something called the Cheetah Club years ago, downtown. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> so shut up. No, no, I'm just giving a testimony. And so, huh? focus, yeah, focus, focus. And so I got there, and I'm just about ready to pay for my family member, me, and, and the person in front of me was being obnoxious. And so the person, uh, calls the bouncer. And so the bouncer, real tall guy, big dude, comes over and says, get out of here. And so the guy starts cursing at the bouncer. I'm talking about choice words. And I'm looking at the scenario. I'm right behind the guy. I said, wow, this guy, he's bold. And I'm afraid because, you know, I don't want a lot of trouble to happen here because I'm only 14. I don't want to go to jail. In my head, I'm, I'm such an ignorant kid at that age. And so he kept on cursing at the bouncer. The bouncer told me, um, get out. No, cursing, cursing. So this bouncer punches this guy so hard that his body literally lifted up in the air, fell down, and kept on moving in the ground and hit a heavy glass door with his head. And the door opened up. And he's, he's there. He's gone. His eyes are open. And the guy, the bouncer goes up to him and kicks him with all his might in his head. And this 14-year-old is right there. Mommy! <laughs> I 
but this guy's mouth probably got him killed. And then another bo body bouncer came. Body bouncer? <laughs> body bouncer. Body, whatever. They were both bodybuilders. <laughs> but the bouncers came, and they picked him up, and they threw him in the trash. Next door. Okay, no cheater club for me. This was a bad idea. They told me it was a bad idea. I'm never doing this again. I don't like these places. I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't raised Christian. I came to Jesus at 50. Praise God for that. But I saw how your mouth. I saw that with my own eyes. But now. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to get beat up by your mouth, but your mouth can create problems, can create relational issues, can destroy other people's futures. Are you aware you can speak to a person and destroy their dreams, their hopes, their desires? How would we as Christians want to even do that? Our goal should be to breathe life and to breathe wisdom and to breathe revelation. We should be like Paul, praying every day for each other, that God would open up the eyes of their understanding. Instead of killing each other. The Bible even says that of us consuming each other if we're not careful. And he was talking to Christians. Yes, sir. So in this season, I, I, I'm landing the plane now. Praise God. Landing the plane from 35, I'm down to 12,000 feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ephesians 1.3, it says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us already with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He's already blessed you. You are already in a blessed state. You already stand in his grace. When you go through a difficult time, he's with you in that process. You can have confidence in that because God's word is his bond. God's word is solid. It's rock solid. It's his guarantee. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. You already have grace that has been bestowed upon you. You already have peace that has been sent your way. All we have to do is walk out that peace. Therefore, Romans 5.1, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the angel said, this is a tidings of great joy and peace. In Christ, we have peace. Amen. I'm going to say it again. In Christ, we have peace. Amen. So instead of talking about the worry, instead of talking about the fear, talk peace. Father, thank you. Because according to your word, I have peace. I walk in peace. I walk in grace. I walk in favor. Yeah, but look at the situation around. I don't care about the situation around me. I walk in peace. I walk in grace. I walk in favor. You have to speak his word. His word, once it's superimposed over your circumstance, will begin to bring change. Change over your mind, over your heart, over the circumstance, the situation, in your family, in your workplace. God's peace and joy will superimpose itself over the current circumstance and shift it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Romans 5.17, in the Amplified Classic, it says... Because of one man's trespass, mm -hmm. death reigned through that one. On, Much more surely yes. will those who receive God's overflowing grace, mm -hmm. unmerited favor, mm -hmm. and the free gift of righteousness, yes. putting them into right standing with himself. See, God put you into right standing with himself already. He's given us the gift of righteousness. Yes. It's not something you work for. It's something that was given to you as a gift. Yes. You are in right standing with God. And then it says here, putting them into right standing with himself, they will reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Reign as kings in life through one man, Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing about kings is kings do not ask permission to do things. They decree. They command. They tell circumstances and situations. We have the authority, the kingly authority, to be able to speak over situations and circumstances. God has already given that to us. We stand in that right now. It's not something you have to earn. It was something that was given to you. Hallelujah. So we need to walk in that. You walk as kingly priests. 
because of his grace. He already gave that to you. It's not something you have to work for. There are princes in our land today, princes around the world. They don't have to earn it every day. All they have to do is walk as one because they are already that. You have to walk in your authority because you are already that by the grace and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. He is worthy. And because of that, this is truly the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. Come on, give him some praise. It is for you, it is for you, it is for you. It is for all of us. In Christ, we already have the blessing. And so that's why for Christmas, when, when we're considering as Christians, we take this a lot deeper. It's not just a holiday where you buy things. It's a holiday to remember who we are in Christ. It's a holiday to remember how kind he's been with us, how kind he is with us, how kind he will continue to be with us, our children, our grandchildren, our community. This blessing is also for your terrible boss. That's the truth. For that awkward family member, that truth is also for them. So we need to share, share. What, 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 what was it that these uh, shepherds did? They went immediately to Jesus and they went and they shared this information all over their environment. And that's what we need to do this week also. Hallelujah. And, and perchance, if you have not come to Christ yet, you need to also come to Christ. Believe in him. And it also gives you that free gift of salvation, that free gift of righteousness, that free gift of grace, of favor, and peace. That he already worked for you. That already prepared for you. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. So Father we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness my God. Thank you for all that you have already done for us. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for love. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for good tidings. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you that you dispatched the angels Lord to mention that thank you lord for the gospel message that you give us the privilege of sharing to a lost and dying world i pray over your people like paul that you would open up the eyes of their understanding that they might be able to see the love and the grace that you have for them the fact that you're with them already the fact that there are angels even in this room in this place in this sanctuary the fact that there are angels that walk with them wherever they go your presence is with them you never leave them nor forsake them hallelujah your love is abundant. You bless us generously. Father, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. If there's anyone right now that hasn't received this gift yet, the greatest thing you could do in this Christmas season is not receive a gift of a toy or a gift of a widget or a program. The greatest gift you can receive is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. If you have not received Jesus and you would desire to, I'm going to open up the altar so that you can come and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. This is precious. This is the most important thing. It's the greatest news of all. Whatever you thought was great, this is greater than that. Your most awesome day, this can be the most awesome day right now. So before we close, if you want prayer, the altar will be open. And actually, let's just, as we all have heads bowed, if there's anyone that wants prayer to receive Jesus, just raise up your hand. And we'll pray with you. Just raise up your hand. It's possible we all know Jesus already. And amen, that's good. If not, I remember when I was 15 years old. When I was 15, that's when I received Jesus. I tell you, it was the greatest day for me. All these years, Jesus has done me good. And not only does he bless me in life, he's blessed my eternity. He guaranteed my salvation. Hallelujah. So if that's you, and you, you, and God's touching your heart, don't, don't reject the Spirit of God. Don't push it away. Don't say, maybe another day. You don't know when we have another day. Jesus calls you, he calls you now. Remember, now? It's a now message. It's a now God. It's a now faith. Embrace it. 
Hallelujah. This offer will extend throughout the course of the service. We're about ready. Um, we're, we're, we're landing the service. I'm about ready to give it to Elder Jose. But if there's anyone that will want prayer before we leave today, please come up and we will pray with you. And the same way they ministered Jesus to me when I was 15, we could pray with you now. Age is irrelevant. Jesus loves you if you're 12. Jesus loves you if you're 50. Jesus loves you if you're 90. Doesn't make a difference. He died for you. It's a message for everyone, for all people, everywhere. Amen? Amen. Praise God. God bless you. covenant with himself that he will partner with us to bless us. The seed has a command in it to produce what it, it was given to produce. But it can't produce unless it has a partner called the soil where it may blossom from. We are the soil of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. But it's the seed that we receive that causes us to release the gift of God has called us to be. From the jump street. Oh my God. Most people will look at the sun and it's just dirt. But if we let the Lord put his seed in you. Hallelujah. See, Pastor Victor has shared his life here for the last 20 something, 30 years that he's been my pastor. I am the better because the seeds that he has been deposited upon my heart. The Bible says, how would I know if I don't have a preacher? How would I be taught if I don't have a teacher? How would I know to, to lead if I don't have a shepherd? We are blessed beyond measure. But this, the Bible always says, don't be a hearer, but be a doer. If we don't take what the apostle of this house has been receiving from the Father, and hear it and feel good, but do not put the application to the seed that has been deposited in the soil. All we get is a good feeling and go home to the same mess. Life experience causes you to look at things a certain way. I'm going to give you one little sample. I'm not going to give you the whole story. I'm in front of a FBI who arrested me at the time, in front of the postal office officer, and the persecutor, the guy who brings you to the judge. And they have me in a room, and they're throwing questions at me. I was scared. I wasn't sure what to say. I didn't want to stick my foot in and stick it in my mouth. Something happened that he got called, and he, so I asked, could I use the restroom? I went to the bathroom, and I threw myself on the floor. I said, the pastor's always telling me, do not fear. The pastor's always telling me that the word says, do not worry what you'll say at the moment, but I will give you the words at the time. I began to speak that to me. I said, wait a minute. I don't have the spirit of fear. Spirit of boldness, rise up. Word, I will not, Father, I will not speak unless you give me the words to speak to these men. When I went back and sat in front of them, there was a confidence in me. That they made a mistake and said, see, the company I had at the time was called Joshua and Canaan. So they go, what's this Joshua and Canaan? Oh, you want to know about Joshua and Canaan? Joshua and Canaan were the two original, one of the two originals of the spies of God that went into the promised land that came back with an excellent report. Yes, there's milk and honey in the land. You know what happened when I started saying, they started looking at each other and said, yo, who is this? We had him. He got away from us. He was scared. Now he ain't. See, if I didn't apply the principle of the word, I might have been locked up, even though I was innocent. Because it doesn't matter. They don't care if I was innocent or not. They have a, you know, they want to create something for them. Look at how many people I got this year arrested. And you know what? There's a partnership, like I said this morning. You are the soil. He is the seed. 
and there's things depositing you that must come forth in the year 2020. The seed releases its elements into the soil, but it must be watered. One of the symbols of the Holy Spirit. Create your relationship with the seed. Man, I'm telling you, God, Pastor was just speaking, and my mind's going pop, pop, pop. Yeah, Dad, tell me more, tell me more. He's my father. He's my spiritual dad. He's one of the first ones that spoke into my life when I didn't even believe in myself. How would I know if I don't have a preacher? How would I know if I don't have a father? We have the father in this house. The Bible always says, and I'm going to read it from the word because I don't want to get all this stuff. From something that he taught me, the TNT version. <laughs> the pastor who leads the church well shall be paid well. They should receive double honor for faithfully preaching and teaching the revelation of the word of God. Has he not been preaching? Faithfully, the revelation of the word of the awesome I am. We send out emails to everyone of this house to bring a gift to the father of this house. Jesus Christ don't need your money. Giving money to the church, honoring God, is just an example of how much I trust you, father. I give you everything I have. But the pastor does. He's not God. He's still human like us. And the greatest honor you could give him is not the finances. The greatest honor you could give him is growing. That he sees his labor has not been in vain. He can see the fruits of his labor. Pastor, I'm telling you, your labor has not been in vain. Honey, come here. Sorry, we don't do, well, I have a partner. And me and my partner, we do everything together. Yes. Dad, I, I, I know, I'm going to put you on the light. I know you hate the light, but this light is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First, let me get my hug. Remember, your other church, the internet, is watching. Pastor Gwen, why, you think I was going to forget the rip? By the way, talking to the internet church, feel free to give to your pastor who is laboring giving to you. Just log in and when it says give, let the Lord lead you. What? Baby, take it Slow down, baby. Yes, master. It's a joke between me and my wife whenever we go out and we're in the store and she starts giving me commands and people are watching. I walk behind her. Yes, master. <laughs> My ribs talk. So, honey, come here. Come here. Left. Like the ushers, you know, 
Don't give a free speech. Praise God. Can I have everybody stand up for a minute? Amen. Stand your hands forward to our pastors. We're about to bless them. Father, we thank you for 2019. The journey that you took, Pastor Victor and Pastor Gwen. Father, we are so excited for what you're about to unleash in 2020. Use them as, as mightily as you can. Sharpen them sharper than they ever been. You bring it back even now as I speak the vision that I saw in, in 216th Street. The pastor speaking in fire coming out of his eyes and a sword coming out of his mouth. Father, I thank you, Lord, because that's being manifested every day as we hear him speak. For I have seen this, this man and this woman 
being as little cubs and turned into roaring lions in the presence of our Father. We thank you, O Lord, for what you are about to un unleash in this year, 2020. We thank you, O Lord, for the hedge of protection you're putting over them. And I also thank you in advance because you are also moving on their children, Lord, and their grandchildren, Father. A father and a mother leaves a legacy to this children, children. Lord, yes, they believe in an awesome legacy in this season. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Oh, Lord, we give you the praise for what giving us such a pastor that you have been given us, oh, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Continue to bless them from this head to his toe, from her head to her toe. Revelation, oh, prophecy season. We put a demand on the anointing that you have given them, oh, Lord. We worship you. We give you the glory, my God. For what Thank you for your kind gifts. I know they came from your heart. Appreciate it more than words can say. It's not something you have to do. You do it because you love us. We appreciate it. We receive it more than words can say. And a blessed and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Love you guys. Hallelujah. We take another minute. Just give the Lord a praise. A reason of praise. We survived 2019. Hallelujah. Praise him for his grace, for his mercy, for his kindness, for his love. Father, we thank you for the seed that you're depositing us today. We thank you for your mercy and kindness and grace. We go out along in your boldness and your strength. We stand in your peace and your grace. Overcome us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bless this congregation as they go home. Bless them, O Lord. Make them contagious of your word that whenever they may go, they may transform the atmosphere where they go, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we give you the glory. You guys are dismissed, but don't leave. There's free uh, goodies in the, in the back. Please indulge. And then give me an opportunity to give you a hug and kiss and wish you a Merry Christmas. Amen.
Thank you.